Have we started the shindig? Mate, I am the shindig. You are the shindig? Okay. Are you a box social? Uh, I don't know what that is. I don't know. Some sort of box? Yes, a social box. A box that everyone can use. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's a stupid box. Uh, And on that note, welcome to the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show podcast. My name is Gabor. Hey, welcome along. I'm Alex, and hope you're doing well in the world. Yes, yes, I, ha- I hope. I have an acoustic guitar. Check this out. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll hear your acoustic guitar, and I'll give you one back. <laughs> okay. So, for those playing at home, we're on the internet tonight. We're doing the podcast over the internet. It sounds like cowboy chords. Okay. Sounds like Bon Jovi. Sorry. Dead or alive. I like the Bon Jovi thing. That was cool. Oh. <laughs> I'm a cowboy. Yeah. And on a on a on a desk chair mm. ride. <laughs> um, How you been? Yeah, I've been good. I've been good. Uh, this is actually, you haven't seen yeah, this cool. guitar before that I'm playing here. And the guitar you just heard, uh, the lovely, lovely tones of, is a Sire A4. Sire Larry Carlton A4. Mm. So is that one a Larry Carlton as well? The yes. Right. That's Larry's acoustic. It's loud. It sounds nice. Acoustically, it sounds really nice. It's louder than mine. It's a well. It's a it's a steel string, and it's a dreadnought, uh, and it's not classical and not heaps old. Exactly. Um, so this yeah. is a nineteen. This is a nineteen seventy Maiden classical. Mate, 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 and mate. Yeah, mate. It's good. Oh, is that that? Is it Tim? Is that his name? Uh, what? Tim, the guy's recording no, at your mate, place. Ma- what about him, sorry? Is that his, one of his, or is that yours as well? No, it's mine. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Probably not. Hasn't had strings for probably... 70 years? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is my first guitar I learned to play on. And oh, it was really? actually bought brand new by my dad when he was 16. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's very pretty. It's really quiet. Like the Acoustically, it's super quiet little thing. Okay. But um yeah, it's lovely. It's got heaps of battle scars on it. Like all the edges of the back have no varnish left on them. Oh. Probably looks like binding over the <laughs> on the camera, but you that's should, actually just wood. You should take a couple of photos of it tomorrow. So mm. I can maybe we can stick them on Instagram when the podcast comes out. Sure. If you get a chance. So, um, yeah, yeah, this guy Tim that's been recording here um, said, "Oh, it'd be cool to have like a Spanish type guitar sound." So I'm like, wait, I've got one in the cupboard. And there, it took a day or two to find some strings and to um, tune it up and let them settle in. There's these yeah. things, what are they called? Um, shops, that's right. They sell strings. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. Did you, did you, uh, did you yeah. find a neighbor's cat and, and use the, the cats, make your own gut strings out of it? No, no. I, I needed more than one cat. Uh. So... Um, Multiple there was quite cats. a few neighbours. Few neighbours cats. Yeah. All right. 
Because it was, was actually quieter tonight. That was actually on because <laughs> I I had with these Sire guitars. I had um, I, I think I've lost a few years years of my life, and my hair got grayer, and probably I have less hair than I had before. Um, with these Sire guitars, well, back hair though. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, because um, uh, oh, it's it spent two weeks at customs in Australia, and holy crap! Mm. I mean, I don't know who strip searched who's. I don't know if it was if the Sire guys accidentally didn't put certain documentation with the boxes, or if we were just if I was just singled out for whatever reason, you know, lucky dip out of you know a bunch of stuff coming in. Let's get, let's really really piss this guy off. (laughs) But man, that was two weeks of a lot of phone calls, a lot of um, emails. Um, to get this happening. And actually, that was one of the questions that they asked um, that's on the form. Any of the instrument? do any of the instruments have any, um, have strings on it that are, ma- that are made in any way, shape, or form of any intestines of any animals? Actually asked wow, the question. Cool. That question is actually on, cool. the, on the form. form. It's kind of cool, eh? Huh? Huh. And I said no. <laughs> Kind of weird, but kind of cool. Yeah, so that was one of the many, 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 many questions I had to answer before they released the stupid guitars. But they're here now, so yeah. Yeah, for those who don't know, we've got five guitars. Yeah. Excuse me. You haven't even seen them yet. No, I've been busy um, this week and I haven't seen you or the guitars. Yeah. And um, there's four electrics and one acoustic. Did you miss me? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Why not? (laughs) That's, um, yeah, I've been keen to check them out in person. You've been sending me photos on the the phone. Yep. (sighs) So, yeah, there's four electrics and one acoustic, which you just heard over the uh, microphone before. This is is the electric over the phone. Over the phone, the microphone. And it's a bit out of tune too. <laughs> so that's the, um, is it quilted maple? No. Uh, fancy so top. So this is the S, oh, I should come closer to the microphone. That's the S7FM for all you people that can magically see this. So, um, okay, so yeah, basically, so we got, we got four electric models, uh, an S7, which I believe the S stands for Stratocaster. Uh, without using the term Stratocaster because the term Stratocaster is a term that you're not allowed to use because it's not technically a Stratocaster. <laughs> uh, but So there's yeah. an S7, which I think stands for Stratocaster. There's an S7FM, which stands for Stratocaster 7. <laughs> I don't know what the 7 is, but they're all 7s. Uh, S7FM <laughs> Flame Maple, that's what the FM stands and they're also, for. And there's six strings, so I'm not sure why the 7s there. Yeah, the, the, the 7 is a bit of a weird one, but... Um, yeah, Lucky all of seven. them, except Lucky. for the acoustic. The acoustic yeah. is a four, but um, right. all the electrics are seven. So this is the S7FM, which is, as far as I know, an older body yeah. with a maple, uh-huh. a plain maple cap, which you can see in the binding as well. And then it uh-huh. has a flame maple veneer. So the, the, the flame is veneer, but there is a maple cap on it. Yeah, cool. Um, right, so it's older and maple. I so think it's older like- and maple, yes. Hang on, let me let me double As check that. To the, let, let me ask. Well, the Gibson thing is, the Gibson thing's always been mahogany maple. So, yeah, well, that's the other one. That's the other <laughs> that we haven't spoken yeah. about yet. But hang on, let's check out the S7 FM. Is I will tell you what it is exactly. 
it's a 5A mm. flamed maple veneer. But where the uh, specifications? Here we go. Um, body. Older, yeah. Older and a flame and maple cap with a flamed maple veneer. Yep. Uh, roasted hard maple neck. Um, nine and a half inch radius, okay. medium jumbo frets. They're, to me, they're very jumbo frets. They're quite big, but they call them medium front jumbo. But I like I like big frets. And the necks are quite hefty too. Uh, and I love, I really have to say that uh, this is my first experience of baked or roasted maple, whichever way you want to call it. I dig yep. it. And these necks are great. Yeah, cool. The only thing that's yeah. a bit weird about it is, so the back of it is satin, like the neck itself is satin finish, and the back of the headstock yeah. is satin finish, yet the fretboard, I don't know if you can actually see it in the camera, Alex, but the fretboard is gloss, and the front of the headstock right. is gloss. So it's a gloss fretboard, like a maple, I guess a maple neck, maple fretboard strat. A lot of them yeah. are gloss, the older ones anyway. Um, mm. So it's, yeah, gloss in the front, which is a little bit weird. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a cool, they're cool guitars. They're, um, they're actually the, the two point, um, trim works really well as well. So it's yeah, like, nice. the, you know, it's cool. like a, um, it, it's, it's funny. I took it to the, um, I took this one, this guitar that, so it's a blue burst, um, S7 FM. I took that to music at Noosa on Wednesday when I was teaching there. Cause, um, you know, I teach in there and I mm -hmm. gave it to one of the guys and he did, had no idea what it was. And he played it, and he goes, "Oh, this reminds me a lot of a sir." Um, yeah, cool. And I said, "Yeah, well, it's almost a sir. It's a sire. <laughs> Just a few letters are different." <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's a very has a very modern modern strat sort yeah. of super strat, not super strat, but like HSS strat kind of vibe to it. Yep. Um, yeah, cool. It's a cool guitar. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. So, so are you digging strats now? Um. This, not really. They're still out of the whole thing. My least favorite. Um, my favorite is probably the the. Okay, so, so okay, so I should should go back. So we got an S seven in Sunburst, which sadly that's my least favorite of all the colors. Which is the uh, so they have the S seven and the S seven FM, and the difference is the S seven is all just an older body and a plain top. So n not figured stuff, not f not fancy. Um, yeah. The other one has that fancy top and binding and like, the, the different cap on it. But um, they're the same guitar otherwise. The neck is the same. The pickups are the same. The tremolo system is the same. Everything is the same. So that's the S7 and the S7 FM, the Strat, technically 7. Then you've got this one, which is the L7. Uh, and it's not a 90s all-girls grunge band. It's... Uh, do you remember L7? <laughs> no. Really? They, they, they were um, they were quite. What was the song? Um, pre, was it "Pretend That You're Dead"? Is that the song that they had? When you pretend that you're dead, is that was that what it was called? L7. They were, it was an all-girl um, grunge band. Right. Okay. L7 band. Hang on, let me do a quick search on them. Um, in the nineties. Um, huh. There you go. You don't remember them. Are you you're probably a little bit no. younger. Um like what type of nineties? Early nineties or later nineties? No, they were like grunge days, like early nineties. 
Um, no. So they were they were sort of I think they were um you know one of those bands that kind of toured did you know are they from oh no they're from L A. Um, but the, you know they they were sort of around at Nirvana kind of um okay. days right uh, and they were on Sub Pop as well I think the same label um okay yeah anyway so L seven that's a that's a nineties reference but I mean this this guitar is the L seven which is the less Lester Paul. <laughs> The Leicester Seven, um, so it's an L- L- LP sort of style guitar, um, gold top. The one we got, mm. um, which is it's kind of a sparkly gold top. So it's it's you know like you know the, especially the older gold it- tops was more like a coppery sort of thing. This yeah. is like a uh, it has like glit- it's like a glitter like a, almost like a Gretsch style gold top. Uh, but again, um, mm, very okay. kind of modern shaped neck. Um, it's, you know that sort of flat, flat and wide kind of neck, uh, like you get in, in a lot of more modern sort of style guitars. Um, uh, great sounding pickups. Uh, I, I really, genuinely like the pickups. Hang on, let's let's look at the specs quickly on this one as well. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just a mahogany body. Uh, yeah, so it's a mahogany and hard uh, and hard maple cap. So it's mahogany yep. and maple, and the neck is mahogany. C shape, twenty four point seven inch scale, um, medium jumbo frets again. Um, they all they, they all come also. They all have bone nuts, so proper bone nuts. Uh, oh really? Uh, locking tuners. It's got this really nice uh, cutaway, sort of high frets access thing it's a great guitar and it's so like the, the two straps sorry sorry no here you go is the he- heel contoured yeah on the back of the well it's like, to see on the oh yeah i see that's better yeah cool ah cool um so it's a it's a very sort of modern modern take again on a les paul um yeah. and I, I i i'm not usually a fan of gold top but i like that because it's sparkly so this is probably my one of my picks out mm. of them um okay so okay so you've got the four different Guitars, right? So you've got the um, the two different types of strats. You've got the Les Paul, both of them locking machine heads, very modern feeling neck. You know that sort of bit of chunk, but quite wide. You know that sort of like a modern style neck. Um, yeah. Then you get to the three three five, which I actually don't have in a sh- in here in the studio. It's in my house. Um, which actually, the more I play it, the more I like it. Right. Very very vintage style. So. Mm-hmm. All the others have satin necks and, like I said, very modern yeah. feeling necks. That one has a very kind of vintage feeling neck, gloss neck, and no locking mm-hmm. machine heads. Um, yeah. Low, quite low output. I think the lowest output pickups out of all of the guitars, um, the Strat's got higher um, output pickups, and it's got this kind of like a lot of. It, it reminds me of my old um, um, Jaguar, uh, my '62 Jaguar that I've got. Um, it the neck is sort of normal, 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 and then you get to the fifth fret, and from the fifth fret down to the first fret, it kind of gets really skinny all of a sudden. So, like, the, do you mean width, width-wise, width-wise, the, the yeah. chunkiness, both actually? Ah. So it gets it turns into from a, like a normal neck into a really yeah. kind of skinny neck. But yeah, the width you can really kind of yeah. feel the width when you play a D chord. It's kind of almost a bit crammed, you know. Um, yeah, right. 
And yeah. I read somewhere, so he th- that guitar was the the three three five was basically his favorite three three five that Larry Carlton plays is a sixty nine three three five, which I think is okay. pretty much all stock. Um, maybe the tailpiece or something he changed. I don't know. Anyway, um, but it's a sort of that cherry burst sixty nine three three five, which you know, if you think of Larry Carlton, you think of that. And apparently, yeah, sort of the neck profile and neck shape. The pickups with the output, everything was, he wanted it basically to be like his Gibson, his 69 Gibson. So it's it's funny. So you've got the four, the, 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 the four models, well, three models, one is the Strat, really. Um, <laughs> and the two, the, the Les Paul and the Strats, are, they're like modern takes of old guitars. And the 335 is not definitely not a modern take. Um, it's yeah, right. very vintagey feeling and sounding, which is it's kind of weird. It's sort of the odd one out um, of the bunch. Yeah, um, but I'm liking it more and more the more I play it. It's a it's a really nice guitar. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Can you see him in person? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you'll see him on Tuesday. Mm, fancy. Um, and the acoustic, nice I, I I use it at a gig, and oh, um, yeah. um, so it's Had got because it's a dreadnought and I'm used to um, um, like an auditorium triple O style body. I thought yeah. it was going to bother me, but it, that didn't at all. And even the fact that it doesn't have a cutaway didn't bother me at all either. Um, the only thing I found, so it has, or the only thing I wish it would have, let's say it this way. So it has three knobs on it. Hang on. Again, for everyone else, it makes no difference, but for Alex to see. So there's, the, the, the pickup system in it, there's mm. up the top. So it's kind of like a, on a tailor or like a lot of the performer Martins now, they do it as well. Instead of having that big chunky yeah. preamp in it, the preamp is somewhere in the body and you just have these sort of three like volume kind basically controls, knobs. like yeah. knobs yeah. that are sort of on the on the top. Is that called the bout? Is that the bout? Um, above the neck. Above the neck, joint, sort of on the top, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And... So one of them is the volume. Uh, the yeah. other one is a volume for a condenser mic that's inside the body. And the third mm-hmm. knob is a tone knob. Now, the only thing I found, um, it may just have something to do with the way I have my, you know, when I play gigs, I bring my PA and I have my PA set up in certain ways that sort of works usually with my Martin that I usually play. And I plug that one in. And the thing I found was I couldn't get, like on my Martin usually, I have the preamp volume. It's a Fishman um, Aura system on that. And after volume, usually sort of about three quarters up, maybe two thirds, three quarters up on on the preamp. And then it goes straight, like it goes into my pedal board, DI and into the PA. And um, on this, I found with the volume on full, it was way quieter. So it's a quieter guitar. Even though acoustically, it's a massive sounding guitar. Uh And then... So I had to have the volume all the way up and then I had to crank the volume on the PA a bit more. But I mean, that's not a, no big issue either. The mic microphone added a nice bit of body to it, which was quite nice. The only thing I found was it was kind of lacking in... You add, you know, the thing is with the microphone, you add it to it and it adds body to it. And then it almost gets a bit um, too boomy. So then you got to bring up the tone control but then you bring up the tone control and then it kind of gets tinny as you bring up the tone control because it 
it it almost looks it almost to me is like as the tone goes up in the middle it's it's neutral because it's got mm. a little notch in the middle and if you bring it up yeah. it almost sounds to me like it cuts bass and boosts top end and if you go the yeah, other probably, way yeah. it cuts top yeah. end and boosts bass but mm. to me the problem is that it gets either too boomy and too dark or too teeny and too bright i couldn't find a i'm sure it could have worked with the EQ and a PA a lot more and stuff like that and and cuz i mean i've got millions of parametric EQs and different EQs and whatnot on the PA that i could have probably worked with but just to quickly yep. get it going at a gig for me that's the thing that lacked a bit it was very quiet like way quieter than the like as in really noticeably way quieter than the Martin pickup mm-hmm. and it just yeah it was either really boomy and almost a bit sort of like this or it got really tinny and bright, and I couldn't find the sweet spot. Okay. Um, but other than that, uh, play uh, playability, and I think the acoustic sound of it. Hang on, let's quickly yeah. check out. So that's the A7. Uh, sorry, A4. Um, yeah. The uh, Larry Carlton A4. So there's two. There's an A4D and an A4G. The A4D is the Dreadnought, and A4G is the I think Grand Auditorium. That's what that stands for. So, and uh, which is uh, I probably would have preferred the Auditorium because I'm more used to it, and it's got a cutaway. But anyway, we got the Dreadnought. Um, hang on, so I think it's a yes, it's a it's a um, mahogany body, solid mahogany sides and back, a roasted yeah. solid spruce, a roasted spruce top. Oh wow, I didn't know it was roasted. Roasted spruce, roasted spruce top. Del- yeah, Sounds mahogany delicious. neck. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> mahogany yeah. neck, um, 25.5 inch scale, rosewood fretboard, um, 16 inch fingerboard radius, small frets. Really? Okay, they call them small frets. But again, you know, it's <laughs> got a bone saddle, it's got a um, um, uh, uh, bone saddle, bone nut, you know, so the the. Yep. the quality is there and i mean uh, i think in australia retail at around about a thousand dollars australian us yep. i think they're around about between the acoustics and electrics that somewhere between 499 599 us i think that's roughly the price range for, of them and i think in the uk they're about 459 to 559 pounds something like that don't quote me on that but round about that so i mean for the yep. price I have to say, very, very well impressed. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Mm, fun. Yeah, so that's the that's the um, the S seven S seven FM, the two Strat types, the L seven Les Paul type, the H seven Hollow seven, I guess Hollow Body seven, I guess maybe that's what it's called H seven, which is the three three five style, and then the A four A four D for the Dreadnought that we got. Um, uh, they come in these cool cardboard boxes with the picture of Larry Carlton on it. Um, the only thing I wish kind of as well, maybe, and that for me would bring it sort of to the next level if it would come in a in some sort of a gig bag type thing because it just there's nothing included. But I guess at that price point, maybe that's not something. But, you know, like um, not even – I'm not talking like a mono case or something like that. I'm – Thinking, you know, like the, for example, Fano came in, you know, that case that it's sort of like a one step up from yeah. a gig bag, you know, it's sort of a, a slightly more padded gig bag. I think if they would come in that, 
that's to me when you unbox it, when you take it out of the box, that kind of lets it down a little bit. But at the same time, at that price range, I guess it's not that big of a drama. No, I don't think so. You can just grab a gig bag for 50 bucks and you probably... Yeah. In the, in the ballpark anyway. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so uh, in, if you're in Australia, I, I promised I'll mention that as well. Uh, I think the only place in Australia where you can get it, where you can pre-order them at the moment, because they haven't actually arrived officially in Australia yet. We got them before people in Australia. Woohoo! Uh, go and talk to Kang at Jesus. Is it Jesus 4 or Jesus 2? Jesus 4. 4. I think yeah. it's 4, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, go and talk to Kang at uh, Jesus 4. In Sydney, uh, they are taking pre-orders for him, and I think most of the pre-orders are sold out already. Um, yeah, they're they're good guitars. Um, mm. Out of the whole yeah, thing, cool. the only thing I wish was that it wasn't the plain Strat wasn't a Sunburst. <laughs> um, what, what, how, how do you like Sunburst? Are you into Sunburst, Alex? I am. Yeah. Let me introduce you to your new Stratstar guitar. <laughs> wow. It, wow, that's cool. It's a so, cool so guitar. Is it per, like a pearl scratch plate? Perlite scratch plate, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Two knobs. And so the thing, as far as I know, is what was Sire. Uh, not that this is necessarily a, an entire podcast about Sire. There'll be other to- things we're talking about as well. Um, everything's made in-house. So it's their yeah, own right. pickups and apparently... And I think that's what they did with, because I mean, if anyone doesn't know, Sire came out, I don't know, maybe three, four years ago, maybe five years ago. They started yeah, making years, yeah. Marcus Miller basses. Yeah. Um, so not necessarily even branded Sire, but Marcus Miller, and then quite small by Sire. Um, and because Marcus Miller, I, I watched a couple of interviews with him. You know, he was with Fender and. Uh, you know, we both know some people that had um, the really quite expensive Fender Marcus Miller signature bass. Gus had one of them yeah. and loved it. Oh, and another mate in town had one too, yeah. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Because um, it had all that yeah. a- active um, electronics on it with preamp in it and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, yep. um, you know, the, the people I know that had them loved them, but they were very expensive. And I think Marcus Miller... Um, it's similar probably also to what um, John Mayer did. He wanted to do things, wanted to try things that may not have been traditionally what Fender wanted to do. And maybe Fender sure, was yeah. at the time a little bit apprehensive of doing those things. Um, now maybe it would be a different story, but back then um, they didn't quite want to do what he wanted them to do. I, I think the price point he wanted it to be as well, because I think the interviews, all the interviews I saw with Marcus Miller about the Sire stuff he, is he was, he wanted to create quality instruments that are easily accessible to young kids for more kids to yeah, get into cool. bass playing. Mm. So they started making this Sire bass range, um, which was really cheap, uh, Marcus Miller bass range by Sire. Uh, but I think the thing was that um, the way Sire approach these things is is they do exactly what the artist wants. So I think Marcus Miller specced, I want this type of electronics, I want these types of pickups. Because, I mean, those guys, they're guys that know what they want. You know, they've been doing this for long enough. And, um, and I think it was the same with Larry Carlton, that they kind of convinced Larry Carlton to do it by giving him total control over everything. So he he has the final say over 
what the pickup should sound like, what the bridge should be like, what, you know, he's the guy who has makes the final decisions. And I think especially with his 335, I think he was being very, for lack of a better word, ainly retentive with everything being the way he wants it to be, which fair enough, you know, the man is a, quite a legend, you know, so he's allowed to have what he wants because he knows what he wants and he knows what he likes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I think from what I from what I gather with these guitars, everything, all the parts are made in house. They're not um, just stock items, you know. Because um, you know, I don't know if the company, if the factory that makes them in Indonesia makes other guitars as well. I'm not sure, but from what I gather, is the pickups that are in Sire guitars are specifically only for Sire guitars. The the Strat, the, you know, the the bridge the trem bridge that's only for psi guitars it's not uh becoming a sort of proprietary cheap bridge that they're making it's yeah. they're making it specifically yeah, no. for this these guitars for these specs so i think that's pretty cool like that's something you know i think it's mm. a, it's a, yeah, it's a sure. good way of handling this yeah cool so yeah so meet you this is your new guitar um uh-huh. <laughs> So, do you like the fancy flame maple one now, <clears throat> Mister? I don't like fancy woods. I don't, but I don't. I, I like it. <laughs> I like it more than um, than a sunburst. sunburst. I've actually already. I've already <laughs> I'm such an idiot, but uh, I've already. Um, yeah. Once we're done with doing videos and stuff for this, I already know what I'm going to do to it to maybe make it more to my liking. <laughs> I'm gonna mod it right. slightly. No, so I, I'm gonna. And I mean, it's it's not a secret. I can say it, I can share it. So there's this guy yeah. in South Australia um, who makes custom anodized pickguards. Uh, so you can send him. Uh, you know, I did it for my Carvin slash Strat Carvin thing that I'm putting the Fishman pickups in now. Uh, the scratch blade is slightly different to a slightly different shape to a, a standard Strat scratch blade. So you know, I what I actually did was I I scanned it at 100% and I sent him a scan of the scratch plate and he traced it and that's how he made me a scratch plate and that's how he makes you can send him cool. um, scratch plates and he makes them custom for you. And I'm thinking for that blue flame top, an actual yeah. aluminium coloured like that sort of silvery but kind of mattish kind of silvery aluminium coloured scratch plate would look right instead of the perlite. So that's going to be my um, no, no. What you want is bright purple and anodized. <laughs> yeah, you can do with, that if you want. Gold, with gold strat pickup covers. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to keep a straight face for long. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah. Do do that. No, 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 no. The, yes. Actually, uh, the bridge humbucker in the strat style guitar uh, is great. Yeah. That's a great sounding pickup. The yeah, cool. the uh, plugged in the the Les Paul style. That's a good sounding guitar. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, sounding. How's the three three five sound? Good again. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing. It was funny. Like uh, the way it sort of. In, in the, if anyone has watched the unboxing video, you probably even haven't watched the unboxing video. Um, I haven't had a chance to scratch myself. I've t- I have to employ ooh. people now to scratch. Myself. You have to, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. It's like. Uh, mm. Eddie Murphy in coming to America style. <laughs> so, if if everyone anyone wants a job, <laughs> um, wiper, <laughs> cough. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, carry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Never mind. No, so, so, so the way it so happened to be, I just happened to when I unboxed the guitars. It so happened to yep. start with the Strat style guitars because I just got the boxes out in random order and just opened them up. Um, so it so happened that it started with the two Strat style guitars, and then I got the Les Paul style guitar, and then last I got the um, three through five. And so I found, you know, the Strat style. Um, you know, it's got the kind of stratty. I wonder actually if it's quite a high output strat pickup in the neck, or I don't know. But the the bridge pickup sounded really good, the humbucker, and the neck pickup actually sounded really good as well on the, the strat style pickup. And then from that, I went to the Les Paul style, and I could feel, you know, it's slightly higher output pickups and a bit tighter, sort of more, more again a modern, quite a modern yeah, sounding cool. guitar. And then it went to the 335 and all of a sudden the volume and gain and everything just dropped and to, it like by far the lowest output pickups out of the out of all of them. So it's mm, a very wow. vintagey sounding guitar. So I had it uh, I had it plugged into my Fender bass breaker. And I usually have yeah. it on like a the, the clean is sort of a fairly broken up clean. So um, when I play my Jazzmasters for example if I really dig in, it overdrives a bit. Then I plug a guitar with humbuckers in, or the the Fano with the P90s. It almost distorted sound, right? Um, right, sure. I just had it at that sound. So when I played the Strat, it was kind of similar to maybe um, the, the like my Jazzmasters. Um, mm. When I played the Les Paul, it was maybe more similar to the to the the Fano, the P90s. And then, like, where the clean sound when you dig in was, like, it was almost a mild overdrive. Then I went yeah, to the 3 through 5, and it was clean. Like, it mm-hmm. was clean, clean, even when you dig in. So it, it's a very vintagey, low-output guitar. Um, yeah, right. Cool. But it sounds great. Does that, Sorry? Does that mean it's kind of more open and bright, would you say? Yes. Does that give it a yes. Yes. tonally? Yes, yes. Right, that's cool. Yeah, and the thing that's so cool. with all three guitars, so uh, I put on the Les Paul style and on the the Flamey Maple Strat. I now put Elevens on it uh, because I like Elevens, yeah. and I lowered the action a little bit, and they play beautifully. Um, funny on the three three five, I didn't quite get along with it because they're like I think the tens on it, but I lowered. I just screwed the bridge that the. the um, the tunematic bridge just down there, a tiny bit, like a, like a half a turn. So it just went down a little bit. And now yeah. the, with tens, it feels great. Plays really, really good. I don't know. That just to me made a huge difference. Just doing that, just a tiny yeah. little bit lower action. Um, sure. But other than that, I did nothing to it, and I haven't. I've had it now for two days in the house. Like I, I just that's what I've been playing. And the more I play it, the more I like it. Um, and it has yeah. quite a big acoustic sound as well. Which again, it shows mm-hmm. it. Let's uh, actually let's have a quick look. What's the what are the timbers on the on the um, H seven? So the H seven specifications. Oh, okay. So it's an actual flame maple top. It's not veneer. It's a uh, it's an actual flame oh, maple cool. top uh, yeah. with maple sides and back. And a maple center block. Oh yeah. So all maple. Not, yep. Um, mahogany neck, C shape, twenty four point seven five inch scale, ebony uh, fingerboards, twelve inch radius, medium jumbo frets, um, 
bone nuts again. Um, I wonder what sort of bone. Uh, 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 Is it possibly from Bovine University? <laughs> <laughs> um, Is it from like dolphins? Dolphin, dolphin bone. bone. Yes, yes. Well, it has herring bone um, uh, inlays or herring bone. What, what was that? So are they from herrings? Yeah, it must be. Yeah, cool. Anyway, so that sounds cool. Yeah, so that's an like actual. That's all maple. The body uh, is that what three three five is made of? Is are they maple? Like all maple? Ah, uh, I don't know. Well, well there you go. Um, could yeah, be. It's a, so, oh, well, because it's it's quite a flame top. So that's that's nice, and that's in a cherry yeah, sunburst. Right. So that's the um, so I think they come in a tobacco sunburst, a red, and a cherry sunburst, and. Even though I'm not a massive fan of cherry sunburst, that's the color I would have mm. gone for because that's the that's the Larry oh, really? Carlton color. Oh. So I would have gone for the red. Well, I've got a red one in the in the my three three five, but yeah, yeah, the red is probably the yeah, best true. looking one. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, right, cool. Um, yeah, we'll see. But it, it's it's a cool yeah. guitar. It, it's and it's really really growing on me. The more I play it, the more it grows on me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Fun. So now that we've talked like, for over half an hour about side guitars, uh, <laughs> let's move on to other like things. Good. Sure. So Alex, um, yo, I see you've gotten a whole bunch of new stuff too. Yeah, I got some new stuff. Okay, uh, moving right along. So uh, <laughs> now, what did, what 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 you get? What you get? <laughs> uh, sorry, a bit bit weird and tired. Um, I got some pedals. And actually, this is the latest one. Hang on, lift, lift it up. Oh, the Caroline one. the magic glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caroline. Uh, Somersault, which is the lo-fi modulator. Modulator. Oh. And it's all like these Caroline um, guitar company pedals have those weird diagrams for the knobs. Yeah, like like um, orange amps. Yeah, it's like that. So one has a bunch of squares. One has dots that look like Connect 4. There's a thing with like, like I don't know, like seating at a cin- cinema or something, and a guy with a fork in his back. So that's good. <laughs> and I got. It all makes sense. You don't even have to tell yeah. me what the knobs mean. I know exactly exactly what they mean. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much that. I've only just plugged it in very briefly this morning because it came via express post uh, in the mail, and. Um, it's kind of if a chorus had a baby with a vibrato and then some sort of weird parallel universe thing in the 60s. Because I mean, cor- That's kind of the vibe. Chorus and vibrato are sort of cousins. So it's really like a, if cousins had a baby, that's why it's weird because it's kind of a bit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it sounds normal, but it's not. Yeah. that's Well, you know that's, I mean? that's what but incest does. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I wouldn't know. So and um, <laughs> uh, sorry, but it also kind of tremolos a bit, anyway. Okay. So it is kind of this pan modulation effect. Cool. Also has a bright dark switch and a wave shape switch from triangle to square wave. Oh. And that's a somersault. It's um, it's actually quite pretty. Yeah, it looks it's not, cool. It does, I I tried to make it go super weird and just kind of gets a bit wobbly and weird. But it doesn't go too wacky. Oh, then I won't like it's it. Actually, it's actually quite, but it's kind of one of those things where it's really unique, but also usable. Okay. So, 
That's well, I think thing, that's yeah. a lot of the, the, a lot of his stuff. Um, what's his name? He's, uh, mm. I've forgotten what his name Caroline? is. Caroline. Sure. Now, uh, is it like Carol. Philippe, Philippe, Carol. Philippe or something or something like that? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. So, um, a lot yeah. of his stuff. I, I like the way his pedals look, and they're all a bit sort of quirky. I think that's generally the the thing with with his mm. stuff. It's a bit sort of quirky, but not too quirky. Yeah. Um, still very usable in everyday music stuff. So that's the first one, or the latest one. Mm-hmm. Also got two pedals, uh, two old Blood Noise Endeavor pedals, uh-huh. which are fun. Mm-hmm. The flat light. Okay. That's a thing. Flat light. Yeah. Which is kind of like a flanger, but it's, if a flanger had a baby <laughs> with a, <laughs> with its cousin. <laughs> Another turns, story. <laughs> <laughs> flanger had its Cousin baby with a slapback echo. That's ah. that's a thing. Yeah. Well, again, echoes and flanges are kind of related, so <laughs> same sort of family. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So more keeping incest. It, keeping it in the family. More incest. Yeah. So that's that's another hillbilly kind of pedal. Yeah. The other one I haven't even plugged in yet. It's called the Fault. When you told me about the Fault, and. I mix it up with the Haunt. I, I thought of the haunt, the fuzz, oh, but the fault. Right. I think is there like a, like a overdrive, isn't it? It's a gainy type thing. Yeah. I haven't plugged it in. I think so it's like a dual overdrive or something like that. Yeah, it's definitely dual. Um, it has gain one and gain two. Yeah. Uh, high low and high mid and low EQ and a volume. And it looks cool. I like the look of the fault. Yeah. Oh, they all look cool. Hey? Yeah, all blood noise stuff is cool. Yeah. So that's the other two pedals I got, and, and I got a vintage Ibanez analog delay unit, which is the AD150, and that's like there's one of those kind of three-quarter rack desktop. How old are they? Because you've got the, is it the Boss or the Roland ones? Um, mine are the Boss ones, but the Roland ones were the same. They were just different, yeah. different, um, different, sticker. different sticker on it, basically. Um, I yeah. think mine are early 80s. I've got the delay right. and the reverb. So I'm going to mine say they're probably, probably... Slightly older? Probably late 70s, early 80s they would be. Yeah. The, the, the knobs and layout look quite old compared to yours. Okay. Oh, a bit, little bit older, sorry. Um, Which one is it? AD150? AD150. Okay, let's have a look. Just the style of knobs and stuff. It's, gone, it's quite... Ye oldie. But um, very simple, very lovely analog delay. I've only had a little quick play with it, and it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, late seventies, I think it says it's seventy eight. Okay, cool. Maybe nineteen seventy eight they started making them. Yeah. Possibly. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to say late seventies. Yeah, they're cool. I love the boss, my boss one. We definitely need to do yeah. a shootout between the two. Sure, yeah. Um, so have you and, have you tried it much? A little bit, yeah. A uh, little bit on guitar, and I tried to run some vocals through it, which wasn't quite as successful. Does yours... I think their impedance was weird or something. Okay. Does yours have... Because yeah. um, the thing, one of the, in my opinion, one of the best things about, the, about that... Um, Boss unit is, and I had a brief conversation online with Yoshi. I'm not sure what his last name is, but the the head of Boss. Yeah, right. Um, um, 
about it because he said I I think a while ago I posted a picture of it. Um, and he said he uh, because it, I think I posted in a boss forum, and I think we may be even friends on Facebook. I'm not 100 sure. Yoshi, whatever his name is, the 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 main. Sorry, Yoshi. Um, would you would you say he's the boss boss? He's the boss. He's the boss of boss. Yeah, uh, Yoshi yeah. boss. Yoshi's crafted world. Okay, we're looking at Super Nintendo now. No. Um, <laughs> Um, anyway, he, he replied and he said, when I, when he first started working at boss, he worked on a, uh, manufacturer line for those delays. Yeah, cool. So that's where he started. And I said to him, um, one of the things I like, I mean, I love the sound of the delay, uh, but one of the best things about both the delay and the reverb is the preamp in it. Yep. And because the preamp, um, and I wonder if that's the same with the or similar with yours. You can pretty much turn the delay off and just crank the preamp, and it's got this great distortion sound. I think so. Yeah, it has a um, like a boost switch on the front, and then also the input volume. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. Mine's yeah. It's that's like, input input gain. Yeah. Like, so minus twenty, minus thirty five, minus fifty dB. Yeah. Same on mine. So yeah. It's got the three switch, different. Switch, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Switch. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And because um, that sounds very you, simple, simple controls. Because it can turn the yeah. delay mix all the way down. Yeah. And you can turn that up and just use it as a distortion unit, and it sounds really cool. It's a really good sounding distortion. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, we need to definitely need to do a shootout on those two because that's um, sure they're cool. That'd I like cool. those old units. They're really really cool. Yeah. yeah. Is yours and, uh, um, is yours um, two forty volt or is it? Yeah, okay, because yep. mine's – I need a step-down converter for mine. Oh, right, okay. So, or step-up, sorry. No, step-down. Yeah, because it's 110, step, so it's 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 Japanese. Step sideways? Right, okay. So, it, and yeah, so no, if I plug it in, it needs to convert it down to 110. I actually scored this from a guy on, like, a Facebook trading group, and this – I should make friends with him because he does um, – has a tech, like, repair shop in Sydney. Oh, okay. And fixes gear, but someone got this repaired and just left it with him for a year or two and he's tried to get contact with him and now he's just selling it off because it's taking up space. Oh, okay. And I guess he hasn't been paid for his repair, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I got this for a hundred bucks. Wow, that's and good. And it's been serviced. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Bonus. No, that's cool. They're, they're cool units. They're yeah, really yeah. cool units, yeah. Sound lovely. Um, so um, I, I need to make friends with that guy and let him know if anyone just doesn't pick up their cool stuff to let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There so you go. That's fun. So you got lots um, of cool new stuff. Anything else? There's, I feel like there's something else. But uh, I can't think of it right now. New strings for an acoustic guitar? Actually, now you mention it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Six uh, of them. Oh, wow. Fancy. I've been using the uh, TC Electronics uh, 20G90 a fair bit. Oh, the plug-in with the little yeah, controller little thingy dingy. Controller, USB controller. That's pretty cool. Again, just right place, right time. The Australian distributor was um, stopping uh, dealing with TC and someone else is taking them over. So they got rid of all their stock really cheap. And so I got it like, like a third of the price or a quarter of the price or something. Well, does, does Behringer, is Behringer their own distributor? 
do they have to? Maybe they're going to start their own um, distribution, Music oh. Tribe or whatever they're called. Maybe they're going to start yeah, their maybe. own distribution because they get they're so massive now, Behringer. Uh, that yeah. it probably, I mean, because I mean, in Australia, you've got um, Roland Boss, Yamaha, um, which is also Line Six and and Ampeg, mm. and um, they all have their own base. It's Fender; they're all basically their own distribution to make it easier um, on themselves, and I guess make you know for them to to be more profitable for themselves. So, I wonder with Behringer getting so huge and their products yeah, being true. so diverse, because I mean, Behringer now does. I don't know if you've if you've seen that, but they've recently been bringing out all these uh, microphone clones. Have you seen that as well? Yeah, like yeah, clones like of all these different microphones, like but massively cheap. Plus, all the yeah. synth clones have been bringing out and all that sort of stuff. So I wonder if Behringer's going to start doing because they've gotten so big, they're going to become their own distribution as well. So they're setting up a warehouse yeah. here somewhere with their own distribution. I wonder I if that's what they're going to do, yeah. but uh, wouldn't yeah. surprise me if that's what they're doing. Just uh, to, to you know to make it easy mm. on themselves. Um, yeah, but that's yeah, pretty cool. The twenty twenty two ninety thing's pretty neat. Um, I've I've seen a real one go recently for about two grand. Came up this week, I think last week or so for they're, sale online. They're not cheap, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. And even this whole thing of like plugins are getting so good now. Blah blah blah. Uh, the guy Tim, who's been recording with me this last week, is too. He's brought his uh, Space Echo, or the what's the Chorus Echo? Yeah, the rack mount he's version. Brought, yeah, he's brought that back, and it's lovely. But there's like still some other really cool stuff that doesn't cost a million bucks and, and man- has to be maintained. Yeah. And I don't know. It's still something cool about the tape, but uh, yeah, <laughs> plugins are getting so good now. Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. They definitely are. Yeah. Um, did we talk about the uh, the seventy six yet on the podcast? Um, I don't know. Don't think so. Didn't haven't, I haven't we? seen that one yet. Oh yeah, you haven't actually seen it yet. Um, so we recently received. Hang on, and I'm I'm feeling extremely extremely horrible about this right now, but I completely forgotten what the name of the company is that makes it. <laughs> Uh, whoopsie! Um, How dare you? Uh, it's like Sound Soundbox or something like that. Hang on. Um, yes. Is it Soundbox? I believe so. Soundbox. Soundbox Workshop. That's what it is. Uh, so Soundbox Workshop, based in in um, Melbourne, I believe. So he sent us the the seventy six. Which is a, uh, a a very particular fuzz circuit that apparently is sort of a um, not very well known fuzz circuit, but an old fuzz circuit. Um, and yeah. so basically, you've got three buttons on it. On one side, you've got this massive fuzz, which is sort of a bit big, muffy, but maybe a bit more sort of less scooped and a bit more open, um, but massive okay. sounding fuzz. And on the other side, you have a, a kind of like a ring modulator Octavia kind of thing. And then in the middle, you have a switch where you can change the order of it. So whether you want the fuzz first or the uh, Octavia first, which quite drastically changes the sound. And they're both completely independent. So you can use either or independently. But then you also have this thing internally where you can change the switching of it. 
So instead of having to turn, instead of turning both of them, like, you know, one knob is for one and one is for the other, you can make one knob to turn both on and off and the other knob can just turn one of them on and off kind of thing, you know? So you can, oh, you can change the switching on it. It's pretty clever. Uh, and the graphics are really cool. And, uh, and it has an expression input as well, which I haven't actually looked into what it does exactly yet, but um, right. um, it's pretty cool. Hang on, what does the... Oh, I just... Yeah, sorry, go. Something else I was going to mention. Did you see that post I put on the Facebase, Facebook um, tr trading group about uh, that guy ripping me off yeah. with, uh, with some money? Yeah. Yes. So the story was about, I think it was about a year ago now, I, um, I bought some, some PA speakers from a guy in Sydney and it was all, all good, got some details off him. He even sent me like his a picture of his license, a picture of like bank details and all like his address and everything. And I paid him the money and I organized a courier to pick up the gear and then the day came and then just crickets, nothing happened. Um, he just bolted with my cash, right? <laughs> and so... And it was seven hundred dollars, so it was kind of just enough to be annoyed like, about it, quite pissed, yeah, pissed off about, but not heaps that is enough to get like a solicitor involved or, you know, talk to I don't know a lawyer or all that, all that kind of stuff. So, so what do you do? So I kind of asked around a bunch, and people didn't know, and no one knew him, and blah blah, blah and just kind of went quiet for a while. And anyway, this the guy who's the admin of the Facebook group, the audio trading group sent me a message and saying, hey, did this guy do a dodgy on you? I'm tr just trying to chase up on like anyone who's been ripped off or been done wrong by and kicked them out of the group. Yeah. And I said, yeah, 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 that was ages ago. Um, still nothing ever happened. And it, so he said, put a post up on it about it and um, see if you can get yeah. – so I put a post up in, in the side of the trading group saying, hey, has anyone seen this guy? I posted a picture of his license with his name and address and everything. Yeah. And um, and then I got a message like 20 minutes later saying, no, I'll take that down. I meant just put up on your Facebook page, like on, on my own Facebook, yeah. tag people, whatever. Okay. But but in the meantime, this guy called Dylan has seen it, who I've never met and lives somewhere in New South Wales. So Dylan from New South Wales has gone, that doesn't sound right. I'm going to look into it for this guy and it's gone into bat for me okay. and tra traced him down on Facebook and then just had a like, mad go at him and then next thing I know, I'm getting messages from this guy who ripped me off saying, uh, so, some crazy guy's called Dylan's after me for, for your money. I'm going to re repay you now. I'm going to refund your money. Finally. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So Dylan from New South Wales is a legend because he just went in and batted for me and um, yeah, just chased this guy down and found him. That's cool. Never met, never met him before. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, and I um I got half of it last week, and then yesterday the other half cleared. So oh, cool. Wow. Well, there mm. you go. So you, you got your money back. That's great. Back so let's go yeah. shopping. What are we buying? Woo. Uh, shoes. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. Do, can, can I pick whichever ones I want? 
Oh, for you? Yeah, of course for me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. That's good. Very good news. Yeah. So that was kind of a fun story where just some guy randomly just took it on himself to f- track this dude down. Mm. Fun. Very cool. Very, it's very cool. It's all sorted now. Well, it's only a year, but it sorted out. Yeah. What's a year, really? Um, yeah. Cool. Well, that's cool. Well, um, um, yeah. What else was I going to say? That's neat. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah. I've got some news as well. Um, some other news. So, you're having a baby. No, uh, I had two of them. Oh. That's enough. Um, <laughs> I, I sort of had this idea. Uh, and I mean, you kind of did it as well. You know, we both kind of had this sort of idea. You started getting some Eurorack stuff to use mm. um, with your. Um, like in your studio, like effects, Eurorack Euro yeah. effects. And then I sort of thought, wouldn't it be kind of fun to maybe make a whole series out of it where we do videos, where we basically start from, let's just see, you know, let's take some Eurorack stuff and let's see how we can hook up a guitar into Eurorack. Let's see if we can use some Eurorack effects on guitar and then maybe look into it a bit more as to... Um, what other modules could we get to modulate stuff there mm. and to make it more interesting? And I sort of thought, you know what? I'm just going to send a couple of emails out to a few companies and see what happens. Anyways, um, I emailed uh, my friend Michelle. Uh, Bonjour, Michelle, at Arturia. So, Michelle, um, uh, we started talking a little while ago and... Um, I did a couple of videos on some plugins for Arturia. So I did a, um, and there's going to be more coming out because they gave me a bunch of plugins and I need to actually do more videos uh, and I haven't done them yet. But like I did a video on the, the Dimension C chorus uh, or Dimension D or whatever that theirs is called. Um, and then he also, he emailed me around, around about Christmas and he said, we haven't, we're doing this free, like the Juno um, chorus plugin. We're giving it away for free for a couple of weeks. Um, and we've got a whole bunch of people, you know, doing videos and, you know, saying it's for free on keyboards, but we don't have anyone guitar. Would you maybe want to do that? And I said, sure, sure, I'll do it. Uh, so I did a video, you know, on that and I did a couple of videos for, you know, Arturia sort of gave me plugins in return for doing videos. And um, so I contacted my friend Michelle uh, from Arturia and I said, look, we are thinking about maybe doing a series of videos uh, later in the year. Uh, about combining Eurorack and guitar a bit more, you know, seeing how we can maybe use guitar, how we can use Eurorack on guitar and maybe, you know, introduce it to a live setup maybe or even um, just, you know, at home kind of a setup, but, you know, a recording setup. And then I also thought, you know, with your studio, using maybe using Eurorack as kind of outboard gear, right? So using... Because you can get some pretty crazy sort of lo-fi, reverby, delay stuff that, um, you know, some of it is on, yeah. on the Bebo as well. But, um, you know, you can get – there's some really cool, um, interesting effects that are – you know, the idea behind them is more to use with synthesizers. But they could sound kind of cool on guitar and, and, you know, on drums and vocals and whatnot or saxophone. So I uh, emailed my friend Michelle, and he replied to me. He said, "That's a really cool idea. Uh, we actually re- really like that. Um, sure, we'll send you one of our rack brutes because that's what I sort of said. You know, would you send us maybe 
one of the Arturia rack brutes, which is the kind of powered um, rack case for Eurorack. Yeah. And he said, sure, we'll yeah. send you one. Which one do you want? Do you want the smaller one or the bigger one? I said, I want the bigger one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're, they're sending us one of those. And then I thought, well, now I need to really start reaching out to some Eurorack manufacturers and maybe, you know, having Arturia on board that kind of maybe helps um, convincing some of those people. And I was actually really quite surprised. So um, I talked to Loki at um, um, uh, PolyEffects. And so he's going to send us one of the very first batch of the Hector, which is basically the Bebo in a Eurorack version. So we're going to get one of those, um, you know, with all the reverbs and God knows what all the stuff is that's on it. It's, it's an insanely deep thing. Yeah, then cool. I contacted a bunch of other people and I thought, you've already got a Dreadbox um I do. Delay. It's the, um, the what is it called? Color nostalgia. Nost I believe it nostalgia is nostalgia series. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. So with all the different colors, uh, like rainbow color. No, nostalgia is the delay. I think the name of the. Okay, there, there's a series of all the um, color something. Something color yeah. series. Anyway, so I emailed. I emailed um, Dreadbox, and literally within I don't know 15 minutes, <laughs> I was I was blown away because usually that doesn't go that quick. Uh, I got an email back um, from, hang on, where's the email? I think it was, it was Dimitria or something like that. Because uh, mm -hmm. I think they're Greek. They're a Greek company. Right. Um, I got an email back from, where are we? Dreadbox, here we go, from Dimitria. Yes, hello, Dimitria, if you're listening. Um, I got an email back from Dimitria saying, that sounds like a really cool idea. We're in. Um We'll send you a bunch of the modules. Plus, we've got this effect, um, which I saw Sonic State do a review on it. Um, it's a, uh, what is it called? Hang on. I'm so bad with remembering names. <laughs> um, they have, it's a, it's a pedal. But it has kind of like those Tysco pedals. You know, um, it has really cool graphics. Is it the on modulation it. one? Modulation yeah, it's a modulation one. I've been wanting that for ages. That's so cool. The, the pinky, where is it? Where is peach colour The komorebi, Japanese untranslatable yes. word. Yes. Which, uh, yeah. So it's it's like sort of like a salmon colour with green writing on it. It kind of looks a little bit like the Tysco yes. ones, which is this weird kind of chorus flanger pedal, but it also yes, has so um, um, CV stuff on it, so you can kind of use it mm. together with that. So he said, "Okay, well, I'll send you a bunch of modules." And I'll send you this. Plus, we actually have um, a couple of other pedals in the works that haven't actually been released yet. We'll send them to you as well. So, you know, that's all I shall say about that. That's love. So we're getting okay. a bunch of – so that was like really quick and it was like, that. you know, cool idea for those videos. Let's do that, you know. Um, yeah. I've also emailed um, – uh, I thought, you know, what are some kind of interesting um, – uh, Eurorack manufacturers, right? And I watch I watch a bit of um, on YouTube. Like I watch uh, Sonic State a bit, and there's this guy Div Kid. I watch uh, his channel. I don't know if anyone's out there, or if you've ever heard of him, Div Kid. He's an English guy who does reviews on mostly modular stuff. And there's another guy called Bo Beats, and there's a few. And I like watching it because I quite like that stuff. I like what it does and like synthesizers generally. 
And I thought, you know, what are some other brands that are kind of cool? And I thought one of the ones that keeps coming up, and I think they're from Latvia, is Erika Synths. Yeah, cool. Um, and I emailed them, and they seem, and I talked to Eliza at Erika Synths. Hello, Eliza. And they seem pretty keen on the idea as well. So, and I've emailed a few other places, but they haven't gotten back to me yet. But so, this, I, I guess this is sort of the official announcement here. So, we're doing a, this series. Uh, so, most likely, mm. maybe in May or so, it'll start, I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, so I, I think what I would like to do is um, basically do videos where we, we plug a guitar into one module, nothing else one module, see what it sounds like, you know, and go through all the different modules that are being sent to us. And then maybe do other videos where we go, okay, let's have this one module, but let's maybe add a, an LFO to it, or let's add, you know, other things yeah, to cool. it and see how we can take it. And then look at, um, you know, maybe a whole bunch of different um, uh, uh, modules combined. So for example, Erica synths, and I, did ask them, I haven't heard back from them yet. They make the module that has the Game Changer Audio Plasma drive in it. Yes, that's right. You know, it's like, cool, yeah. yeah. So I said to them, you know, stuff like that would be kind of cool. And they also have um, tube-powered um, uh, voltage-controlled amplifiers and stuff like that. So, which mm. I guess they're almost like preamps, tube-driven preamps that you can really crank. And they're not meant for guitar; they're meant for synths. So, but it could lead to interesting things yeah, coming out of the guitar. So yeah, so uh, uh, all that's gonna start happening. I'm gonna say around about May. Um, yeah, it should be fun. Like I've got the uh, Strymon guitar interface module. Yeah. So we can do guitar state straight away. And that, if you don't know, modular stuff is super high level. Yeah, like super hot signal compared to guitar, especially compared to electric guitar. Yeah, so that m that level matches your guitar to the uh, modules level, and then of course back, so you don't melt the front of your amp. Yeah, if you yeah. plug it in before amp. So that's really cool. Um, I've only have two modules so far, which is the Nostalgia by Dreadbox, which is a really cool digital delay, but it has some super wacky modulation stuff. Yeah, like it's really really cool. But again, like super wacky, but still really musical and usable. Yeah, it's not just weird for the sake of being weird and not actually able to use anything. And the other one is the Afterneath, the Earthquake Advices Afterneath which, Reverb. That'll be cool. Yeah, which is so that's fun too. So they'll they'll come up in um in conversation. I'm dare sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and I did. I just want to. I, I did ask because you yeah. know. Those people know a lot more about it than I do, you know, the people that are contacted. Yeah. And I said to them, you know, I'm, I'm quite interested in trying out things like, because you can get um, MIDI to CV converters, for example, um, yeah. which usually yeah. you would use for like to bring MIDI in, which would give you a, a like a clock so you can record in time along for the computers. Yeah. Or maybe you can uh, add a um, some sort of a, a, a like a MIDI keyboard or something like that to play things or... Mm. I asked him, and that's sort of, I want to, hopefully we're going to get some of those uh, modules as well. You know, cool. hooking up MIDI foot controllers, hooking up um, uh, MIDI foot controllers with expression pedals, where you can maybe mm. use these MIDI to CV converters to convert right. the, the MIDI signal that the com expression pedal brings and the 
MIDI yeah. foot controller brings, convert that to CV and actually in real time use parameters and change, um, you know, LFO cool. speeds and change stuff and maybe even change patches to a certain degree. Um, yeah. So you can really integrate it into live um, yeah, systems. Nice. So all that's that's cool. I, I'm really wanting to go as deep as I possibly can into this because I've been holding off. <laughs> the, the, uh, Eurorack has been something modular synthesis has been something that I've been wanting to get in for ages but everyone yes. everyone that I know who's gotten into it sort of said don't because it's a massive rabbit hole <laughs> that you will spend the rest of your life yeah. just getting more stuff and more stuff kind of like what I do with pedals at the moment um, but um, mm-hmm. yeah so I think like this it's a good way in I think as well because it may start relationships with manufacturers as well, hopefully. And then maybe it could be a way to even also then expand the channel into other things later because I'd love to then, you know, also look at combining maybe Eurorack more with pedals because that's a, another thing that you don't see that often people doing, yeah, you know, true. combining the two worlds somehow. And, and um, mm. yeah, so that's that's, guess- that's going to be cool and I'm really looking forward to that. I guess with the if we had a second like Strymon guitar interface, you could oh, go. Oh, I'm definitely getting one. I'm definitely getting one. Yeah. Like, or, like two in the same setup. I mean, yeah. Like whether it's whatever, so you could possibly go through some Eurorack stuff out into pedals, and then back into Eurorack stuff, and then back out into amplification, etc. Yeah, well, that's sort of part. That's part. That, partially what that I want to do, thing, and yeah. um, and I mean that's why yeah. I, one of the reasons why I contacted Arturia as well because that rack brute seems like something that is it's probably a, a relatively portable thing. So it's something mm. that I can bring to your place, and then we can combine what you've got and what I'll have in that. Yeah, we can cool. combine those two things. But I mean, yeah, yeah. So one of the things I'm sort of thinking is, and that's what I was thinking from a studio point of view as well. Kind of like the videos we did with the blow. Um, where we uh, mm. we use the blow to use effects pedals on drums and on saxophone and stuff like that is using um, through these interfaces, you know, use um, kind of use the Eurorack like effects pedals, um, yeah, cool. and using it as outboard gear basically for recording. So you know, mm. l- let's say you record a saxophone track, and then later on you run it out of you know Logic. I don't know if that's like. Do you do you ever do that much that you have something that's already recorded and then you run it out of Logic into an effects unit and back into Logic? Or yeah, yeah. But you know, then instead of going into like a Line Six rack, you go into your Eurorack. Of course, yeah. And completely screw Um, up the sound as as much as you possibly can. (laughs) That I think it'd be nice that you can get a like a line level. Like a um, interface, rather because the Strymon's just for like guitar, like a high impedance one. Just use a DI. You can get, yeah, you could do. You could, you could do a reamp box. Or reamp box, yeah. Well, actually, it's funny. I just read about it. A reamp box is just a DI, a passive DI in reverse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the um, but yeah, I I do send the stuff out through, like I, I have a um a new favorite. 500 series module I use on bass guitar lately. Okay. So bust that out, bust it through that and print it back into Logic. Okay. Mm, yeah. So and that's what I mean. So using in a uh, so using it in a in a um as a guitar setup but also using it look, looking at it um in a studio scenario 
as mm. as output yep. here basically because i mean that's the thing it's if 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 you do that sort of stuff that almost becomes a limitless effects rack because you can do depending on what modules you have you can pretty much do anything you want with it and this is then yeah. again where midi to cv comes into play so you can hook it up to uh, a line out midi line out from your computer so you can run things in time um so Temp- I think I think clock. it could be quite interesting, and so there's there's going to be a whole bunch yeah, of that stuff absolutely. coming up. Let's say around May, sometime in May, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and before that, there'll be probably some unboxing videos when stuff arrives. As stuff arrives, I'll unbox it. Uh, but yeah, that's something I'm really looking forward to because I think that could be actually really really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the cool things like, have you actually played my modules? Uh, you showed me a delay once. I don't think if we've ever plugged the um, afternoon in. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have to do that. Yeah. We 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 need to you'll do di- that. You'll you'll dig it. Well, that's and and the, uh, I'm I'm hoping that we'll get some really cool because that's sort of what I said to everyone when I emailed them. I sort of said, you know, we 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 don't necessarily need too many, you know, oscillators and and all that sort of stuff. We, mm. At first, anyway, we're really looking at effects modules and yeah. whatever you would recommend that would be a, like an LFO or any kind of other module that would work well in to work with it, together with it. You know, that's what we're sort of yep. looking for at the moment. But we're really looking at it as an effects unit, or that's sort of what I'm my idea of it is, is to look at it as an effects yes. unit. Um, th- yep, which then, sure. I mean, technically, you know, you, you can have a drum machine built into it as well. And if it's all MIDI synced and all time synced, you can be like a one-man band. And then especially if you can control stuff via a, a MIDI controller foot switch, like turn things on and off, um, you could just about do like one-man band type stuff, you know, um, yeah. using modular synthesis. So yeah, so it'll be very interesting. Pretty cool. I did. I have also emailed Strymon. I somehow doubt they're going to reply to me. They never have before. Yeah. But about the yeah. Magneto, um, we'll see. But uh, it would be cool uh, to try that out. Would be cool. And then I mean, I've I've got oh. my um, my Moog Mother 32 and uh, DFAM here as well. And there's you know we can use oscillators off that to modulate stuff as well. We can integrate that into the whole thing as well. Um, mm. So yeah, I think it'll be really cool. That's something I'm I'm very much looking forward to. Um, so stay tuned for that, people. Lovely, fun times ahead. Exactly, and I think on that note, we've gone uh, a bit. We've gone about almost an hour and fifteen minutes now. So um, we may as well call it a day. So uh, sure. thank you very much for listening, everyone out there. Uh, uh, what's the word? Let's. What's the word? Um, uh, modular is the word for today. So if you make it all the way to the end of this podcast, um, write modular, send us modular, like, you know, and I'll send you emoji cookies back as a thank you. Um, (laughs) Right on. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and thank you to everyone. Oh, and as always, and I forgot about it, but we're running out and I'll mention everyone next week, next time. But um, uh, whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, take a photo of, whatever you're looking at. You don't have to be in it, but take a photo of whatever you're looking at and send it to us. 
superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com or go to our um, Facebook or Instagram and just send it, uh, send it to us or tag us in it or something like that. Uh, and yeah, we'll, t- we'll mention you on the next episode. Um, um, everyone who's done it on the last episode will do it in the next one because I, I completely forgot about it. Um, this was sort of a last minute kind of thought today's podcast. So, um, cause yeah, we've both been kind of busy. So, um, yeah, it's next week. So sorry about that. But yeah, send send us a photo cause it's always, or just say hello. It's always interesting to know who's, who's actually out there listening to, to this stuff. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging, man. Yep. Um, Sounds fun. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Yes, we'll be. Hope you're all well. Uh, see you soon and um, talk soon. Bye. Bye-bye.